Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to move more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan. Now don't be alarmed, but it is neither Jake Bakoven nor Nathan Brennan on the airwaves right now it is i rico i'm still here i hope you're all enjoying the sound of my voice because you're going to get a little bit more of it joined by harrison arns harrison how are you i'm doing good just got to some mcdonald's coffee recharging we're we're doing all right getting ready for the long night yeah we got a full show ahead it'll be good stuff all throughout nine o'clock tonight so definitely be sure to stay tuned in for that so i'm gonna be caffeinated ready to go and uh after this we'll switch over to mary ellen's uh, here in a little bit harrison full of energy we're ready to go 402-464-5685, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line. Welcome into the Ticket Water Cooler. This is only like my second or third time actually being on this show, like ho- not hosting, but being a major contributor to the show. <laughs> I hop in every once in a while to, to give Nathan and Buck crap, but right now it is it is you and I. We're, we're holding out for a little bit. So what I want to talk to you about, because I hear you talking about it a lot whenever you have your show, NBA Finals, we've got Game 6 tonight, Warriors, up on the Celtics, three games to two. Yep, at the Garden tonight, too. I did not think it would be this close. Really? I, I thought the Warriors would kind of run away with this. I said they were going to win it in five games. I didn't think the Celtics had the – not the firepower because they definitely have the firepower. I didn't think that they had the the moxie, the experience, the the know-how to, to navigate an NBA Finals environment – uh, like the Warriors did because they have a bunch of people that have been there, done that, whereas the Celtics are an extremely young team with a first-year head coach who who uh, he's I think he's played in finals before with the Spurs, but he's never coached in a finals, which is completely different. So I was surprised by this, but I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, I think this is probably throughout the playoffs, getting outside like the play-in games. like This this has been the best series in the playoffs so far. You really didn't think it was going to be close. You thought the Warriors were going to run away with it? I did. I thought that the Celtics would win would win one, maybe the first game in Boston. Yeah. Um, just because they're they're young and they don't know any better than to... They don't know how big the moment really is. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they'd you know sneak one out, and then the Warriors would wake up and be like, okay, no, we got to take care of business. See, I was kind of like leaning that way, but I mean, the... Celtics have gone to this would be their third game seven yeah because he went to seven yep. before that one seven versus the Bucks so I just feel like they're experienced enough at this point and really the biggest thing for them tonight the game's at eight o'clock tonight like I said at Boston they just got to really hope Clay or Steph just doesn't go nuclear and just kind of put him under ice right away because I mean you're is... not going to get another game where Steph goes oh from nine from three no that, you got and they didn't take they didn't take care of business they lost that one so they're they're going to be up against the wall here. I'm feeling the worst about. It. I picked Celtics in seven, but um, it's definitely getting a little more finicky now. I can't afford the Celtics to win. I don't. I I just can't. I can't do that. I don't. I don't want to have to deal with Bach. I don't want to have to deal with any other Celtics <laughs> fans. Being the Knicks fan that I am, I'm not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm not going through with that. So Steph Curry 0 for nine in in Game Five from three. That's never going to happen again no. clay thompson has been kind of on a cold streak lately in these finals and really in these playoffs he's been up and uh, down almost as a whole draymond green is doing draymond green things which i don't know what that means anymore 
Uh, he's getting assists. He's getting rebounds. He's not scoring. He's Usually fouling. He's fouling a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's getting in people's faces about about the basketball and following people to the bench and not getting teed up somehow, some way. Like anybody else would have gotten teed up in that situation. You would think he definitely would, but for some reason, the ref's like, "I'll allow it." Yeah, the whole Draymond fiasco has just been. If you really want to try to analyze it, it's it's real. In the playoffs, they they call technicals way different. Mm-hmm. Uh, even um, I forget the ref's name, but it was in the middle of the I think it was game three. Probably Scott Foster. It's always yeah, Scott Foster. Yeah, it was probably Scott Foster. It was game three. Draymond has one tee, shoves a guy over. They're talking about whether they want to give him that second tee or not, and he just kind of says live on air, he's like, "Well, we do consider if they have one." we kind of look at it differently, which just completely threw me off that he said that. Because I don't, I don't agree. Why is that any different? It shouldn't be any different. No, it, it, it's a technical. The only thing is, the only thing I could see is the NBA thinking, like, look, we don't want to have another incident like we did when the Warriors were playing the Cavaliers. We teed up Draymond yeah. for the second time. He missed a game, and then the Cavs came back to win, and everybody just blames this this one moment as as the reason that the Warriors lost. Yeah, but whose like, fault like, It was one moment. game. Like, yeah. Figure it out. You'll be fine. So – that is very strange. Um, sometimes I don't think the refs really think before they say things like that. But it's neither here nor there. Andrew Wiggins, oh, he's for the Warriors, uh, is trying to get himself paid. Yeah, he, he Jordan Poole was was doing that in the first two rounds, kind of disappeared in the Western Conference Finals, and hasn't been a massive factor. He's had his he's had his moments, but hasn't been a massive factor. Uh, in these finals. But Andrew Wiggins has taken a step up ever since he yeah. got yelled at by Iggy. Yeah, the uh, last two games, if you want to look at the one guy who stepped up the most, it's it's been Andrew Wiggins. He has just been phenomenal for him. And it's not just scoring. I mean, he's he's honestly really picked up his rebounding, too. Ever since he got on that Warriors team, his rebounding numbers are up. Obviously, the assist numbers are up. You just got more guys to pass the ball to. But uh, he's just having a resurgence. At the beginning of his career with the Timberwolves, you know, it just kind of looked like the whole thing was going to fall apart. You just didn't know. No one even wanted to touch the guy. And even when went to the Warriors, everyone's like, ah, I don't know how well that's going to pan out. Mm-hmm. And he's just turned into this awesome player. So like you said, that guy's going to get paid. If, if it's not by the Warriors, he's going to go somewhere else. And he's definitely proven like he's an awesome guy to have on any playoff team. Any playoff team would be screaming for an Andrew Wiggins right now. Just a great playmaker, you know, obviously freaky athletic. Uh, my biggest problem with him, though, is like sometimes I just feel like he doesn't attack the rim enough. No, like, he's he's extremely athletic and and has has a bunch of bounce and it feels as if he's very timid when he attacks the rim. Yeah, what what game was that? Remember when he had that insane poster dunk? Yeah, I want to say that was game one or two. Was that game one? It was at, it was at Golden State, I believe. Yeah, so and it was, it was just two. insane the airtime he got. And I feel like he can just do that more. The dude can get up. He's yeah. the the when he was going to Kansas or coming out of Kansas, they called him the Canadian LeBron James, which it wasn't fair. <laughs> um, but you know that they were giving him that moniker, so. Uh, not saying he's going to live up to that, as that is almost an impossible thing to live up to, but he's playing extremely well right now. He's going to get himself paid, like I said, and, and he's really helping these Warriors uh, get another title and try to cement Steph as one of the greatest point guards of all time if he's not already up there. Yeah. Um, I kind of had an argument with Nathan the other day. I was like, is, can, if Steph Curry, if the Warriors win this ring, how close is Steph Curry to being included in the GOAT conversation? And he said that you can't put him in the GOAT conversation because he doesn't play defense, and it's hard for somebody that short to be included in the GOAT conversation because of the the limited amount of things he can do as compared to Michael Jordan or LeBron James or, or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who could you know 
pass the ball, get rebounds, points, play fantastic defense. And I, I, I was kind of starting to agree with him, but I don't want to. I, I disagree. I mean, yeah, he can't do all those other things, but he can do so many other things as that small, quick point guard. Like no, I mean, you see him flying around ball screens. LeBron can't do that. He can't. He can't be working off the ball as quick as Steph Curry. So I mean, there's pros and cons to height. Is he, you know, in that goat status? No, absolutely not. But he's still gonna solidify himself. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter, even if he doesn't get close to that goat status, because he's pretty much solidified himself as the best shooter the NBA has ever seen. Oh, he's so, got that. I mean, maybe like he works his way into like top ten NBA players all the time. Maybe that's the ceiling. But at the, I mean, his legacy is pretty much set in stone as the best shooter. So even if you know you're not the goat, people are always going to remember the best shooter of all time, regardless. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, going to put him at the goat. But no, he's he's definitely going to have an amazing career. And if he got that another ring, I mean, <laughs> then you're then you're really start keep it going on some territory. Yeah. And he's still got years left, you know. I mean, oh, his game, his game ages perfectly. Yeah, he's just what he's got to do, just back up further on the three point line. Like yeah. he's gonna be fine. He's just gonna be, you know, same Steph Curry. Maybe lose a quick, you know, quick step on the drives, but he'll play off ball. You, yeah. the thing is with him, you could turn him into a spot up shooter. Like you could, he could play off ball and just be a spot up shooter and play for another however many years he wants to. So yeah, he could probably be for like forty five and just would, stand in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he would definitely be a defensive liability at that oh, yeah. point, but he he would definitely be able to more than make up for that with the amount of threes he would be able to hit now we've we've exhausted almost the Warriors talk let's go to the other side to the green team what what is going on with 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 Boston right now you have Jason Tatum you have Jalen Brown you have Marcus Smart you have the two Williamses and and Al Horford and you still can't seem to get past the Warriors even with Steph Curry shooting as badly as he did they I don't, I don't know how I want to put this, but when they get down into those clutch moments, I mean, they are almost awful ex- executing. Uh, it was last game. They don't I, know who to go to. No, I was looking at the game log, and it was missed three, missed layup, block shot, missed layup, uh, and then a turnover. And it's just like – and it happens all the time when you watch the Celtics. It's just kind of been that roller coaster this season. It's like why they were so good in those like last three months of the NBA – they were killing teams. They were up 20 going into the fourth. So they can kind of just, Coast. you know, play their way to the finish line. In the playoffs, when they're down in those clutch moments, I mean, they really struggle putting anyone away. It's almost like you said, they don't know who to go to. And Tatum has not taken that step to, like, elevate himself as that go-to guy. I mean, he's had some good games here and there. But, you know, honestly, if you're looking at the Celtics, you, the best player on the court, you can honestly say like Robert Williams sometimes. <laughs> he's when when he's on the court, the Warriors have a really hard time scoring. Like you can just tell he's a, he's just an absolute force out there. If you like advanced analytics, like all the plus minus, mm-hmm. Robert Williams is like miles ahead. Last game he was plus eleven. Everyone else on the starters was like minus nine. He's just a deterrent out there. But obviously you can't look for him to you know make the game win a shot at the end of the game. No, you you're need not going Tatum to Robert and Williams. Brown to pick that up. And at some point. They just got to get like comfortable. I mean, they just struggled deciding who they want to who they want to run their offense yeah. through when it comes to clutch time. They should run it through Jason Tatum in my mind, but Jalen like whoever whoever has the hot hand is is the thing with them because you would think you just give it to Jason Tatum because he's yeah. Look, I don't I don't want to like be rude to anybody, but Jason Tatum is the best player on that team. Yeah. So you would absolutely. think you want to you want to give the ball to your best player, but at the same time, there have been games where he couldn't hit water if he fell out of boat. 
Yeah. And Jalen Brown is on fire, so you want to go to Jalen Brown. But then you have Marcus Smart, who isn't like a veteran veteran, but is the most veteran of those three. Yeah, but you really uh, want him taking the shot. But but he's not, you know, a three point shooter and, and his mid range game is is solid but not the greatest and you don't really want him he's you know you saw against Milwaukee what happens when he tries to take over the game yeah. granted they won that series but when he tries to take over a game it kind of kind of goes sideways yeah. so I don't it, it the boss Boston is so weird because they have so much talent they're so talented and they're so good but at the same time the inexperience in these situations is what is going to doom them yeah and like you said fourth quarter where you're trying to find you know the hot hand they, they don't have a hot hand in the fourth quarter it's it's like it's really frustrating watching them because we should also mention like these are two of the best defenses in the nba oh yes so it could just be results of like i think two, they're one and two they might yeah it might be one and two i know the um uh, the western and eastern conference finals that was the top four teams mm-hmm. so they're in there somewhere i think it is one and two though i think you're right but um yeah it could just be a level of defense that is really just throwing them off and steve kerr is a great coach he's he's gonna throw wrinkles at you uh, especially in the fourth quarter, you see them doing a lot of different things on screens. They might like just chase the screen around or they'll just start switching. They just kind of change the mm-hmm. script constantly. So if you're trying to get in the rhythm and if it's a young team, young final, like not a lot of finals experience, you're going to have a hard time. But I still think, I mean, you would say that the Boston Celtics are more talented than the Warriors, like top from to top, bottom. From top to bottom. Yeah, top to bottom. Yeah, probably. I think the, the Warriors, well, I don't think. I know the Warriors have the better top-end talent. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, uh, Draymond Green, even though he, look, even though he can't shoot very well, he's still a supremely talented basketball player, yeah. you know, a supremely smart basketball. His basketball IQ is off the charts. So, you, you know, you've got that. But <laughs> the size advantage that Boston has and does not take advantage of is what really irks me because you have the Williamses, you have Al Horford. They're going against Kevon Looney, who look, he's in the NBA. He's a great bat. He's a great player. He is not better than Al Horford. No, he's not an elite rim protector. He's he's means. really not. So you would think they would take advantage of that. And with the fact that the Boston Celtics are able to switch on everything defensively because everybody can guard on the perimeter granted you still don't want Al Horford guarding Steph Curry on the perimeter he has the ability to do that and and offensively if the Warriors start switching you're going to get a size mismatch at some point if you can get Steph Curry on Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum you would take that matchup 10 times out of 10 yet somehow they cannot figure out a way to use their size to their advantage now it's a lot of cold shooting in the fourth and like Tatum is another guy that kind of like I was saying about Wiggins, just, just go to the rim more. And he does this weird layup thing that it does work quite a bit where he almost like goes up in the air and he avoids the contact because he just got that crazy long wingspan. Mm-hmm. He'll just kind of reach around and flip it in. And it's like, just go up through the arms. <laughs> like you got the strength and the verticality. I mean, go up there. You'll probably get hacked, get the whistle. Then you get your free throws numbers up. That'll solve a lot of shooting woes in the fourth quarter. Well, if they could hit their free throws. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> they've been they've been pretty rough there, which is pretty pretty perplexing. Um, and that's Steph Curry also in that last game. He also missed his first free throw that which led to that 0 for nine three point shooting. First time he hasn't hit a three in a game since like 2018 too. Which Steph is Curry nuts. was Steph Curry was just off and and Clay Thompson might like my favorite player out of out of both of these teams currently is Clay Thompson. The real and or fake one. Just <laughs> the, the real one. The fake one. Look, the the fact that fake Clay Thompson was able to sneak past security, get onto the court, shoot a couple shots, airball a layup, 
and, you know, he, he walked, like, right by the locker room. He could have gone in the locker room if he wanted to. The fact he was able to do all that before getting caught is just mind-blowing. And now he's banned from, yeah. from Oracle. Is it still Oracle Arena? Chase. Chase. Chase Arena. Chase, Chase Center. Chase yeah. Center. Uh, he's banned from there for a lifetime and for <laughs> every event, no matter what the event is, he cannot go in there or he will get arrested for trespassing. I feel, I feel like that's harsh. I feel like, you know... A slap on the wrist. I mean, if any, he's just proven that you guys got holes in your system. But oh yeah, yeah look, he's helping you. Yeah. Although he might have hurt the security guard who let him through. Yeah, that I, guy hopefully, have... hopefully nobody loses their jobs. You know, maybe you just get like a slap on the wrist and some yeah. some some more training. But uh, look, man, that's I thought that was he, hilarious. Like he he kind of looks like Clay, but not, not that, much. that much like Clay. And why is Clay wearing a hoodie and his basketball shorts walking into the arena? What do you, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, like he's just pulling up, ready with his gear on, all ready to go. No, that was crazy. But yeah, it kind of derailed you. What what were you saying about Clay? Oh, the uh the Clay Thompson, one of my favorite well, my favorite player in this series currently. Um I don't know exactly what's going on with him and why he can't seem to hit any shots even when he has Streaky. wide open shots. But and I understand, you know, he's what was it? The 2-year anniversary a couple days ago yeah, of two him tearing years his being ACL out and just being out and not playing whatsoever. Um but I just don't understand like he is a streaky shooter, but this is just this is just wild for him. This is this is unprecedented for one of the greatest shooters in NBA history to to just go on a cold streak like this. Yeah, and when we say cold streak, I I don't it's not even like it's horrible shooting, but for his standards, cause I think in the playoffs so far he's hovering around like thirty one, thirty two percent, which most guys you know obviously you want around that thirty three percent range. But I mean it's not awful, but for his ceiling. If he was right, then it'd be a no-brainer that you know Warriors are probably going to close it out. If he was, if he was like, if he was right, right away, this series would be over. Yeah, it'd probably be done in five. Like it, like it's done. Yeah. If Clay Thompson is hitting a shot, I mean, if 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 Draymond Green isn't at one point having more fouls than points, the series is over. <laughs> yeah. It, it's. I wonder if it's a fatigue thing too going on with the Celtics. Like I was saying, you know, how, like all those game sevens they had to go to. Um, they had to face the taxing Milwaukee Bucks, the taxing Miami Heat. I mean, those are just two teams. You got the Bucks. They played I the mean, Nets first, didn't they? Yeah, Nets. That was the only one that. <laughs> well, even then, you're playing like Jason Tatum has to guard Kevin Durant. Yeah, so. that's still a good thing. But you got done in four games. Yeah, you got to, and then only teams get swept. Uh, but yeah, the Heat and then the to Bucks. Go Kevin Durant, Giannis, Jimmy Butler slash um, Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. Yeah. That is a rough stretch. I know. That's what I'm saying. They're going through the gauntlet. So that's why I I don't want to say it's experience because I feel like, I mean, they just f- went through an absolute juggernaut through the East. And, you know, they came out game seven. So, I, I you know, I'm still going to push for the Celtics to win this. I still think they got a real shot. How dare you. Yeah. I, I, How dare you. I'm, I, as long as I just want the Heat to lose. And I'm feeling <laughs> Look, better. Yeah, I was fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't. I could not have stood it if, if Jake Sorensen got the oh, Miami man. Heat. Uh, uh, NBA title that would have unbearable. Been, I wouldn't have been able to come in until he left the building. I wouldn't have done it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you go through that crazy gauntlet of players, and then you come out, you, you face the Western Conference champion, and they play a completely different brand of basketball than those yeah. three teams. Like, like the Nets were straight Kevin Durant. Like, give the ball to Kevin Durant, get out of the way. The Bucks, kind of the same way, but Giannis also trusted his teammates a little more than yeah. Kevin Durant can trust his teammates. Uh, and then the, the the Miami Heat are a well-oiled machine with with Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, and Bam Adebayo. Yeah, just uh, physicality. Who, who then just you know had a couple uh, a couple mishaps. But we are gonna head to break, 
And after this, you will be joined by the people out at Mary Ellen's. I think Nathan, Nick, uh, DP, all out there enjoying some delicious food, and, and they'll bring you some radio from there right after this.